All right, welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia. M is with us tonight. Welcome, M. It's good to see you. Be, I guess not see you because wait, I'm... you're talking like I'm a guest. Well, you know, it's been a while. Did it, I get it, demoted and I don't no, know? No, but it's been like a month. I know. Okay, so so cut me some slack. I know you hate me. I know that you love Miles more than me, but I a little bit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we yeah, are going. We're going to be doing a review of Star Trek Beyond in just a little bit. But before we do that, and we bring Fraze onto the show for that, but before we do that, we wanted to talk about our love of Suicide Squad. And get a, a, an impartial review from M. Yeah, get an unbiased, impartial review from M, who went to this movie and sacrificed her soul to see it. So, uh, Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Suckfest. <laughs> uh, so how did you really feel, M, about this movie? Like, What were you expecting when you went to see this movie? So I, I was honestly hoping that DC Comics had really learned their lesson and was paying attention. I was really hoping that they were, they had brought on board people who knew the comics and people who understood the characters and were really going to make an amazing team up. They've had some big shoes to, to compete with in the Avengers. I mean, the first Avengers was amazing. The second one, wonderful. There's just, there's a lot going on in the comic book industry as far as television and movies and live action bringing it to the screen. And so to have to have that already cooking, you you mean you got to be on top of your game. Right. And right. then on well, top of that to take villains, to focus on villains. And it you know, they're not really 100. They're the bad guys. Oh, Margot Robbie. And some of it's and some of our most beloved bad guys. I mean, we have Harley Quinn, oh, yeah. we have the Joker. I they're, mean, they're, they're they're the iconic villains in the DC universe. Well, so some of them are, and some of them aren't as well known. So it was a great time to showcase them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'll, uh, you know, as we go through, like, they're just, like, I just, I wanted to know what, I, I sat there going, what were you thinking? Well, you know, and, you, and you would have thought they would have learned a lesson because they got a lot of flack from the whole Superman Batman movie, or some flack at least, although some people they, liked it. There was concern. So. I know that the main director and the producers, that the director said, you know, I'm just doing pickups because I want to add a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that. It's not because we need to make this funny. It's because, you know, I want to, I want to put a little more punch in here. And we learned that then the, 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 um, Warner Brothers came out and said, "No, no, 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 no. We're you need to put more funny in it." So they're 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 going against what David Ayer said, and there was just, in short, I think I I put this out on 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 Facebook, like I would rather have an enema with toxic waste <laughs> than see that film again. That <laughs> film needs an enema. It's so constipated with characters. One of which dies, like, in minutes after the movie. Well, not even minutes, because the whole hour is exposition and backstory. But you're getting backstory for so many people. And they're doing this neat little, like, you know, as they introduce character, there are all these, this diet, this, these, this text that jumps up on screen that's very comic book looking. And I thought they're going to go with that cool, flashy, you know, 
the guy who the guy who made the movie Snatch, like that, just very smash cutty. And I, I I kind of thought, oh, this is going to be very Simon Pegg. This is going to be, you know, this is going to be really neat. But it was something that didn't carry all the way through. And then, you know, they introduced Deadshot first, which is fine because it's Will Smith and he's got the biggest paycheck. And then, um, then you see a little Harley Quinn, which is fine. And she's Margot Robbie. Like, uh, I, I, she'll never win an Oscar because for doing this kind of movie, but she was, her character portrayal was divine. Did she, was she dead on with Harley Quinn in your opinion? Dead on. I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't love it more. I have no notes for that whatsoever in my head of this is wrong. This is wrong. She was true to the comic book, which made me very happy. Hold on. I have to eat something because I'm getting a little food headache. Oh, uh, that's fine. So she so, redeemed it a little. So, so if there's anything redemptive of this movie, it is Harley Quinn. It's, it's Margot Robbie and Will Smith being Will Smith. It wasn't Deadshot. It was Will Smith with a costume. Okay. <laughs> So that he was good. He was really so good. So those two things were the redeeming qualities of this movie. Yes. Mind. And I I'm so sad for Jared Leto because his character as a Joker was really going to go somewhere and I thought we were going to get Joker as the bad guy. I thought we were getting a lot more Joker. But Joker turned into friggin' Anakin and wanted to save his girlfriend through the <laughs> whole movie. That's all you saw was mini flashback and I'm going to save my girlfriend and Anakin and you, You're you know, breaking just, my heart. and I'm going to spoil the crap out of this because no one should see this movie. No, please do. There's a point where they, where he's apparently dies in a, in a, in a helicopter crash and Harley's sad, but she like, he tries to save her and she ends up ditching the team. And then when he dies, she goes back to the team and she's all Harley, which is very Harley. But, like Deadshot and all the other guys, like the one, the Australian character. Um, oh, sweet Jiminy Christmas. What's his name? Or there was some stupid Australian character who didn't even deserve to be in this movie. It was pointless. He was pointless. And all he did was quit the team, join the team, quit the team, join the team, quit the team, join the team. It was just a, it was so messy and it was so disappointing. And then when we finally got to the plot, it was it was the witch. It was um, it was all about the witch and the human that she embodies, and then the human man who turns out to be like some commander generally guy who has to save the day has to kill her to kill the witch. And um, there's all these really bad dialogue moments where you know now we can kill her. Just it was oh so messy and frankly. It felt like a fan film. It felt like bad fan film. It was really upsetting to me because I wanted so much for this to redeem itself. I wanted Warner Brothers and DC to redeem themselves after um, Superman and Batman. But this, my friend Marley made a point on Facebook. She said, you know what? I'm going to watch these backwards because it's going to make all those movies so much better. Yeah. And it's true. You Super can see this film and then comparatively Batman and Superman was better. And before that, Man of Steel was better. There you go. It, it's it's I, DC can make their an, animated standalone movies, I think for the most part are excellent. Um, 
They can't they, yeah, but, they can't get their crap together in the live action field. That's what yeah. I'm, well, I guess well, Joker, ba- I guess Bat- Joker and the Would and you say, the, would you say Batman? Half? Would you say that the uh, Batman movies were good? Oh yeah, the, the Christopher Nolan ones, yeah. So, yeah. The Maybe. Christopher Nolan ones were good. Mm, I know what this felt like. This felt like Batman and Robin. Oh, that, that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, that bad. Wow. Absolutely that bad. And um the new animated film, the new animated Batman film, the Joker, the killing something killing or the joke. laughing killing something. Shot. Killing joke. The killing, the joke, killing yeah. joke. I'm not hearing great things about that either. I was going to rent that, but now I'm going to wait until someone has a copy they can loan me. <laughs> I mean, um, if you want to see this, a good version of the Suicide Squad, look at look at Batman Assault on Arkham. Um, I saw that, that last year. Uh, that I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, the the actor they got the, they got Kevin Conroy to voice Batman again, but uh, Neil McDonough, um, you, you you see the guy's face, you recognize him. He he voiced Deadshot. Um, he was playing um, Damian Dark in uh, uh, Arrow. Um, oh oh, that guy's brilliant. Yeah, I thought he he did really He's good. Frightening. Mm-hmm. So I get, I mean, I haven't seen Suicide Squad, but I did see Batman and Solo Arkham, which is a tale of how they, th- their version of how they get the Suicide Squad together. Right. Um, I thought that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. We, we know that a, you know, DC can make good movies. I mean, they did it with Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you look at, you know, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and then Suicide Squad, you say, well, these movies aren't the greatest. What hope do we have for Wonder Woman coming out next year? The trailer looks phenomenal. So the trailer does look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But who's the director? Uh, if only there were a way to figure out the director of Wonder Woman. Hang on here. Typey, typey, type, 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 type. Um, director. This magic thing called IMDb. Uh, Google. Patty Jenkins. Is there a movie Chris Pine isn't in? It's uh, it's Patty Jenkins. I think. Oh, a woman. I there think. we go. That's a nice, different yep. perspective. Yeah. Not that her gender should define her ability, but it seems that there are no women in this in this industry doing the directing. In that industry, in this genre, doing the directing. So this is interesting to yeah, me. She directed Patty the, Jenkins. She, she directed Monster. Oh, what a good film! I never saw it, but so good. And she directed the uh, drama series, The Pilot, The Killing, which I never mm-hmm. saw. But she did a couple Entourage, Rested Development. She was previously attached was to direct movie. Thor of the Dark World, but left the project due to creative differences. But, yeah. So wow, good. she left Marvel to go to DC? Apparently. Uh-oh. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's her. So uh, hopefully... You know, it'll be neat to see uh, how that reflects in Wonder Woman herself, to have a female directing it. So, Well, just to have a whole different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She does a lot of very serious work. Yeah. So well, my only thought is this is going to be, this isn't going to be, this is going to be dark, which is what it should be. Well, and the trailer kind of depicts that. It's World War One. Yeah, two. So, it looks like, I thought... Is it World War One? I? I thought it was World War Two. World II. War Two. I thought it was World War Two. 
Well, we'll find out. I mean, I'll. Yeah. Hey, what do I know? <laughs> I mean, original. I mean, in the in the TV series, they had a where it was in World War Two, but it, it looked like World War One to me when they're fighting out those war scenes. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um. Well, did you guys go see? Speaking of women in film and doing things differently, have you seen Ghostbusters? I have not. N- not yet, but uh, my my brother took my niece to go see it, and they enjoyed it. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, let's yeah. Go, let's come back. What to, was that tone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Let's come back to Suicide Squad. We need to talk about this a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, what, what in so there were a lot of characters, a lot of backstory. Was it the plot that drug it down? Was there no plot? Um, was the plot it, was thin, like very thin. Olsen twins thin. It was, <laughs> it was just kind of disappointing, and so. The witch, who I'm not getting her, I can't remember her name, her exact name properly. She is kind of um, Amanda Waller's B-I-T-C-H because the legend says whoever controls her heart controls the witch. So Amanda Waller finds the heart of the witch and, um, and has control over her and then wants to sell this idea to the government about the Suicide Squad. Okay, sounds good. So what she doesn't know is that the witch is plotting while hiding in this human body and decides to, figures out how to steal the heart back. And it makes me wonder like, oh really it took her this long? And then she also notices that they recover the sarcophagus, the mini sarcophagus that has the soul of her brother. And she decides I'm going to unleash hell on this world and I need my brother to help. So she breaks in to Amanda Waller's like hotel room and where she has the heart. And that seems like a dumb place to keep it. Um, she gets the heart back, goes and steals her brother, her brother's soul, finds a human body to put the soul in, gets him up and alive, figures out how to get the heart back into her chest. Um, and she creates this like magic machine that's going to destroy the earth so she can rule it and so the suicide squad is is put together before all of this because they want to but at this point superman's dead and they need to create um they need a backup and amanda waller selling them as look you know when we these supers come back we need someone we need metahumans to come and and fight them so that's why they're getting but deadshot isn't a metahuman so i don't know what that's about then there's the fire guy who's afraid of being fiery, but you finally get his story and then it makes sense. Um, you get Joker and his baddies who are hilarious and I love it. There's one dude running around with a panda head on <laughs> as he's killing everybody. And it just it's kind of ridiculous and amazing. And we get a little taste of the flash, which is really cool. And Batman is in this movie because he catches Deadshot and the reason he catches Deadshot is because Deadshot's walking around with his daughter and Batman finds him with his daughter. How, uh, that's fortuitous. And as Deadshot's about to shoot Batman, his daughter stands between and goes, no, daddy, no. And that's how he goes to prison. Um, anticlimactic. Uh, Diablo had a great story and he could have been an amazing 
character, but they made him secondary. Enchantress, that's the witch's name. Enchantress was just a little overdone. Um, Sarah Delvingi, it's a beautiful name and I can't pronounce it. Um, She was, it was okay. She reminded me of, um, what was the Lestat movie with the witch and the, that gorgeous girl who died in the, in the plane crash? Oh, um, Ayala was it her name? Was it her name Ayala? Alia or Alia? something like yeah. that. So yeah, Alia, she kind of reminded me of that character instead of creating her own character, which was disappointing. Um, Kid Flash looked great. Killer Croc was just disappointing. They he was just very stereotypical and just frustrating, and he could have been so much more. Um, how is he, too many people? How is the actress who played Amanda Waller? Oh, Viola's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Um, I think if they had written this better, they could have made her much more mysterious. But they put her out all on the table, and that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it was so sloppy. Well, it, uh, I guess the, and it got, and it, it's not just you. I mean, I think everyone that I've heard that has seen this movie has trashed it. I mean, I was in front of the movie theater telling people, don't buy tickets, save <laughs> yes. your money, save your sanity, save your soul. Repent, repent. Don't go see Suicide Squad. Um, Unless you really like horrible, horrible movies. Then <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, there's something that's even sadder than that. Em, and that is that on its opening weekend, opening weekend, Suicide Squad made worldwide $280 million. Oh, jeez. And... Really? And Star Trek, conversely, in its opening weekend, made $195 million. So Suicide Squad was more popular than Star Trek was. At least at the box office. So, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'd like to alter that statement. (laughs) Suicide Squad had built themselves up in in marketing and television and all of that absolutely they spent a lot more money on marketing than star trek did they 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 have been showing trailers for this film for a year now whereas um with star trek the beauty was that simon Pegg hadn't was like writing the film three weeks four weeks before they started filming (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know so they had they didn't really have time and they still had a better script sorry I think they did do a big blitz, but I think that because the way the story is is written and because it's so character driven, I don't think they needed to be all flashy and guns and um, and Margot in, in almost no clothing. We know a Suicide Squad did cost $10 million less to make. Did it really? It cost $10 million less and was 10 minutes longer. Not that that means it was all. so long. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was too long. It was so long. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. So it was uh, that's pretty. It's pretty insane. It was ten million dollars cheaper than Star Trek. That's correct. And yet Star Trek was like a million billion dollars, so much better. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Doesn't... How are the overall numbers though? Because Star Trek picked up. Well, that is uh, so domestic total as these are both as of August eighth. 
So I guess Star Trek's been out, what, a little over a week now? Week and yeah. a half? So it's been out longer and has made only that much. And Suicide Squad, this is just the opening weekend. There was just so much hype. Yeah, that, I guess I guess the question is, like Star Trek, I know there were a lot of people that went and saw it two, three, four times. Um, not hearing that about Suicide Squad. I don't know. That's just screwy to me. That's Those numbers seem really wrong. No, talk to Box Office Mojo about it. They're usually, they're usually accurate. Yeah. Well, I like I don't doubt the math, but it just in inherently it just feels wrong. Yeah, it feels sacrilegious. Well, it doesn't. It just feels like like maybe they screwed the numbers up. Maybe they wrote them in the wrong column. <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's it's been out four days and has made that amount of money. So you better. I mean. People are going to continue to see Suicide Squad, despite what we say. So it's probably going to be slightly know. higher. But I'm very, I'm going to be very curious what the box office is this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, can I just do one other thing here before we, you know, move into our Star Trek show in just a little bit? Um, yeah. And Jen from New York did write in, and you saw Independence Day too. I know that you're not a huge fan of that movie. That was terrible. Uh, but uh, was it better I'd than Suicide Squad? I'd again before I saw Suicide Squad, I was though. Just, I was just going to ask. Just going <laughs> to ask that it was better than Suicide Squad. That's something. So, uh, Jed from New York uh, uh, sent us a voicemail. I thought we'd play it and then talk okay. about it. So, hopefully... You know, you, can... what el- you know what else was better than Suicide Squad? What? My colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will not ask for details on that. But this is uh, Jed from New York telling us a little bit about her thoughts on Independence Day 2. So hopefully you can hear this out. Hey guys, at the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. It's been a while since we last heard from you. It's always good to hear from you. And when I saw that on Facebook that you guys were going to talk about, like, Independence Day, the first the first one, I was like, awesome. And Mike, I always loved the original one. It's always been one of my favorite movies for some reason that I've actually, it's become, like, a, a ritual that I've actually watched Independence Day on Independence Day. You know, I've just always had to, and I can't believe it's been 20 years that I've probably been doing it, too. I'm like, what can we do? I'm like, it's funny. I don't know. I never, like, normally like apocalyptic-type movies, you know, and the world-type stuff. It's kind of, you know, really more of the kind of stuff. But this one, for some reason, always seemed to resonate with me for some reason. I guess because, you know, this was one of the things was it was unique. You know, one of a kind, kind of, almost in a way. To me, it seemed like. You know, especially since, like, you know, I'm sure all of us has always felt that, you know, I can't believe that we're the only ones out here in the universe. You know, that if there ever was, you know, first contact with aliens, that I hoped that they'd be good ones, you know, nice, peaceful ones, instead of this and what they got in the movie was, you know, they wanted to annihilate the universe, basically, pretty much, these aliens. They weren't such nice guys. Uh, they had, you know, the humans, like, you know, on Earth, didn't have any whatsoever kind of, like, warning. You know, they had no kind of defenses for that. You know, when they came in, destroying everything. And, but, you know, I always found it funny, too, and ironic now, watching back on it, at all the differences in technology and advances that we've seen in the past 20 years. And... Ironically, you can see the, the Twin Towers in the background when they're playing chess. It still gives me a pain. 
Yeah, what could we do? You know, it is what it is. As much as we hate it, but it is. But uh, anyway, you know, getting back to the movie, that uh, it had one of the great speeches of all time. I feel like it still could resonate to this day, too. You know, with President uh, Whitmore's uh, speech about surviving, you know, and where he's like, you know, we are fighting for our right to live, to exist, and should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanquish without a fight, we're going to live on, we're going to survive, because today we celebrate our Independence Day. I mean, that speech still gives me goosebumps to this day, yes, even as I say it, I'm like, getting goosebumps. So, I mean, it was just like the greatest speech ever I always found. And there's been like so many characters too in it that I found the world, like, all of them were just amazing in it. And it's a shame too that like, Harry Connick Jr.'s character didn't last too long in it, you know, and the president's wife there. Um, but, I mean, even Fifth Gay Fox had a great big part in like, this one trying to survive with her son trying to get to like wherever like I guess Will Smith's character was at the time if, even if she didn't know if he was alive or not now and then uh, also too I'm like and also it's funny I mean if you guys noticed that the guy who was the guard in Area 51 the guard it's like every time when I see him I like wind up shouting out it's Kowalski from Stargate SG-1 I just get so like ecstatic when I see him. I'm like everywhere, like now, even to this day, if I see him in any other type of movie, I always wind up shouting out, it's Kowalski. I'm like, it's hysterical. And like everybody else around me, I just probably look at me like, I'm like, what? You know, like that. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, as for the other stuff, like even like Randy Quaid's character had the best lines too, especially at the end. And he finally decided to like, you know, stand up and do something that, you know, right for a change. Especially, like, his part is like, you know, uh, in, in the words of my generation, up yours. And then he's like, hello boys, I'm back. You know, those kind of lines were like, awesome. And it's a shame his character had to die too, because I mean, he did such a great thing towards the end. You know, but, but yeah, he died a hero. Yeah, instead of being like the town drunk that everybody thought was crazy that he was abducted and he kept warning them that, you know, but of course, who would, but who would have believed that kind of thing? And it was just amazing too, like how they wind up like, you know, eventually like creating the virus, you know, giving the aliens a cold in the ship and that was just the way how they were able to destroy them. You know, I just thought, you know, all that was awesome, especially like, you know, that David, Jeff Goldblum's character, like, got the idea from his father. And I always feel like, I'm, I'm sure in, like, in any of that kind of, like, situation, crisis, I feel like I would be like, the, you know, David's father also, you know, with, like, the little belief and faith and, you know, that we make it through alive in some way, you know? I'm going to cut off the uh, voicemail there, but Jen, thank you so much. It, it, she has about another minute or so that she talks about this movie, and I, let me stand. Let me stand corrected. It was about she's talking about Independence Day, not Independence Day too. So she was okay. She was reflecting on it. Were you able to hear it, Em? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. So, uh, uh, Em, any thoughts on what Jen was saying about the original movie? 
Well, so as I look back at the original movie, it is it's a little bit of a cheese fest. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a good cheese fest. Absolutely. It's pretty well done. Better than it was... Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh. Still... <laughs> I'd watch I'd watch caterpillars die and decompose and turn back into carbon before I'd watch Suicide Squad again. Uh, I thought you were um, going to say There's so many things. I'd watch a Trump rally. What? You, I would watch what? a Trump rally before I'd watch Suicide Squad again. Yeah, all right. Well, it'd be entertaining at least. Um, so, uh, uh, um, go ahead. Oh, I, everything she said is like, it's wonderful how everybody digs that. It's, it is, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's a, for the time, it was a really great film. It was really well done. It was done with, you know, by people who actually gave a crap. Yeah. You know, um, you know, one of the things I, that I thought that I really like she said is, so she sees this character that she grew to love through Stargate, right? Kowalski, as she called him. And mm-hmm. we all had these characters that maybe it was the first movie that we saw them in and we loved them. And I don't care, you know, what it is. Anytime I see, you know, what Alec Baldwin appear in a movie, I'm going to be like, Jane! You know, <laughs> it's just, it, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, that's kind of the movie, that's kind of the series. Adam Baldwin. You know, Adam Baldwin. Thank you. Adam Baldwin, that I got the wrong Baldwin, brother. But, you know, the idea that you you, you see a character and you fall in love with them and then that person is that character no matter what movie they are. Yeah. And uh, that's that's kind of where she's at with this whole Kowalski uh, that she was talking about. Oh, yeah. It's... um, And the speech, the presidential speech, it's so good that the Republicans stole it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Somebody, I can't remember if it was, if it was his running mate or Trump's running mate or some other dude, some other Republican, but he basically plagiarized the 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 a chunk of the of this speech. Well, it's was, so good. I mean, why not plagiarize it? I mean, come on. Right. It's getting, no, it is. The thing is, it is. It is. You listen to it now, and it is inspiring. It's still a really good. Bill it Pullman is. was phenomenal. Yeah, Bill Pullman was good because he was understated and direct and a little bit humble and kind of that guy that you know you 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 want to hang out with and in a fight you know you want him by your side because he's going to be there with you and make sure that you know that you're good to go. Um, I I don't I I he. The casting and the writing were just right for that character. Absolutely, yeah. I think what you know, what Jen observed, and what we all observed, what we loved about the first film was the chemistry the characters had with each other. Absolutely, I think that might have. There was, I think that was lacking in the second film. Yeah, there was mm. some of that, but it wasn't. It wasn't consistent throughout the. Like I felt like the entire cast. Like you look at Independence Day four, the first one, right? And there's just, it's hard to pull apart and say, well, that character was weak, or that acting job. You don't. You don't. You don't really feel it because mm-hmm. uh, each character kind of feels like they carry their weight. Right. Mm. Um, I think maybe if I can recall, like Vivica Fox was kind of Vivica Fox was kind of like considered a little bit weaker when it first came out, but. I think she carries her role well for who she is. So she's she's not my favorite actress. Yeah, same here. But, but she did well. Yeah. In in the second movie, she just came off. Cheesy. She came off dead. <laughs> uh, they just well, she they died. Kill, yeah. yeah, they kill her off. But, right, the, right. She was wasted in the second yeah, film. But, uh, and then and her comments and Randy Quaid. Um, he got, I mean, 
he has some stellar lines. Oh, absolutely. But, but well, thank you, Jen from New York, for uh, calling in and giving us your thoughts on Independence Day. And um, before we exit out of the show, any final thoughts on Suicide Squad? Uh, what are your recommend? How do you rate this movie? What are your recommendations for people? I rate this movie negative 10,000. No, (laughs) I I rate it out of on a scale of, of, you know, uh, one out of five um, death mallets, uh, not like half a death mallet. It wasn't (laughs) none, really. It just wasn't was was truly a waste of time for me. Right. And I know some people really enjoyed it. They thought it was kind of I I. I blame myself because I set high expectations. Yeah. Do you think if you go in without having any idea about the DC universe, you might enjoy it more? Probably. Probably. Because you you don't know what you're expecting and you don't have... Maybe it's because... And I don't even really have that much knowledge of the entire Suicide Squad. Just some of the... I don't even You know, I have a... I have a working knowledge of who they are and most of those characters, but yeah. just I felt like they gave up. They were like, "Well, we've already spent this money. Let's just put a piece of shit out there." <laughs> Excuse me. Let's just put something out there. Yeah. I just I wanted them to care, and it felt like they didn't, or they cared about the wrong things. Like I don't. I would. I'm curious to know if there were actual like. If there were people on involved in the making of this film that actually read comic books, that actually get the story and and the characters, that does make a difference. So I feel like it does. I feel yeah. like DC Comics needs to tuck their tail and call uh, Kevin Smith yeah. and say, "Kevin, or you're Josh, in charge now." Or Joss Whedon, right? And let him run it because yeah. that guy knows DC like nobody's business. Yeah. He's he runs a comic book shop. Yeah. He's got he's got you know he listens to people. He listens. He pays attention to the stories. He knows how to tell them because he's he is the fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. This is our review of Suicide Squad, and um, thank you for sharing and saving all of, and, and saving all of our souls from the headache of watching. Save your thirteen dollars. Yeah. Cram them. You know, Watch between your toes again. and go ice skating because it's yeah. going to be more worthwhile. <laughs> I don't know. Have a colonoscopy. Just... You know, save your health. Go get a colonoscopy, <laughs> although they're more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh... All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We will see ya. Do your dailies.
thing, she's the passionate one. Oh, yeah, it's like lightning. Everybody was frightening. And the music was soothing. And they all started grooving. And the man at the back said, everyone attack. And they turned into a ballroom blitz. And the girl in the corner said, boy, I want the money. And they turned into a ballroom blitz. Ballroom blitz. Ballroom blitz. Oh, yeah, it was electric. 